Hey, it's Kevin Pike. My website is kpikemusic.com, and I'm here with episode number 91 of my Look What I Made podcast. Now, I'm releasing this podcast episode on the same day that my new album, Funk 204, is coming out. So it's 2018, and the track I'm going to play for you this time is called In the Summer Times, which is track number two on the album Funk 204. And the way this one came about is uh, during the summer, I had been listening to a bunch of 70s jazz funk, and uh, there was one tune that um, I really liked how they did the, uh, the, one of the parts on it had a nice harmony part where there are a couple horns playing a line. Um, and usually you on a lot of the other tracks I was listening to was just um, one horn the whole way through. And um, so that, that obscure track that I was listening to was called Bless My Soul by Tom Scott and the L.A. Express. I think it was from like back in 1974. And that gave me an idea to make a tune that had a section like that where it, it was um, in harmony for the, uh, you know, for the melody. Um, and then uh, during the, the fall and the winter, I began working on the piece. And I, I started first on the piano because I wanted to come up with chords first. So I came up with a chord structure and then a groove that I knew I'd have the bass and the guitar doubled. And once I had created those, then I, I took it to my studio, made a background part, and then started working on the melody line. And um, I, I knew that for this track, I wanted to have trumpet on it. Um, uh, I've been playing with a, a guy for many years since I've been in Omaha. His name is Doyle Tipler. He's a great trumpet player. And uh, he didn't know it at the time, but I, I was going to ask him to play on this record of mine. And um, so when I finally finished this tune and asked him, he said yes. And and we also recorded at his recording studio, so he was actually uh, doing double duty for for the the recording on this track, as he was the recording engineer as well. But um, the way this worked out, I recorded the alto playing the melody line, added the second alto harmony part to it, and and then I um, when I was notating it, I notated out all the embellishments that I had played on the alto line when I recorded it, so that it didn't sound um, you know real, it didn't sound quite like uh, the just basic notes. Um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't want it to sound square like you were reading a, a chart. I wanted it to, um, the parts for the trumpet and the alto to have a bunch of scoops and and uh, extra notes added in, like little 16th notes uh, to give it that feel like we've been playing the tune together for a long time. We've kind of worked up how we do it. Um, but I, th- this was going to be a tune that I knew would go in and we wouldn't rehearse or anything like that. We'd just play it. So I had to write in some of the um, ideas I had for the little embellishments to put on. So I did that. And then uh, after I had uh, created a, just kind of a background track that had the melody line and the chords and nothing else really, I, I then um, asked the guys to get together and record it. And uh, these, these were guys that um, I had played with some of them before, uh, the, the bass player and the drummer. Um, but the guitarist I'd never recorded with before, and I'd actually never recorded with Doyle either. So uh, we, we got together kind of as this group for the first time, even though there were, were uh, part of the people were um, part of the group was I'd played with before. And I didn't want to rehearse this stuff a lot because I, I have this, um, I've noticed that when you get together and you rehearse, sometimes the when you're playing through a tune, the very first time you do it, it sounds best. And it's because everybody is trying to figure it out and they're they're taking some chances because they know that it's not like the final recording or anything like that. And then after you rehearse it a bunch, a lot of times that fourth or fifth recording of it or, or take of it is uh, 
is the worst one because everyone is kind of set in how they want to play it since they've worked things out and it seems to lose some of its energy. Uh, and so what I wanted to do was capture what it would sound like to play this song after just one, uh, you know, like just the very first take or the very second take of it without any real rehearsal. So that's what we did. We got together, we started playing the song, um, we, and we let tape roll. I think we did maybe three um, takes of it, although the first take was kind of like, uh, I don't think Doyle hit record right away, so we, were, we only got like half of the part of it, and then, then the second and third take were the official ones. And the only other thing I went into it was I told the guys that I, um, I told the guitarist I wanted a wah-wah pedal on it, um, but I didn't really specify where and said, you know, he can figure out how he wants to use it. And, um, and then uh, Doyle, um, after he heard the guitarist using the wah-wah pedal, got the idea to use one of his pedals on his trumpet for the solo. And, um, and I had heard Doyle playing through that pedal um, when I would go hear him play. He plays every Sunday night um, at a place in Omaha called Toad's. And he's, he's been using that pedal for years. And so um, I thought it was pretty cool to, to actually get it, him to use it on the recording, although I didn't have to prompt him. He just did it automatically. So, so I, I, li I like the uh, trumpet solo on this. It's got a little bit different sound since he's playing through a pedal. And, um, and then the, um, the drummer, uh, Chase Thornburg, he, he said this tune kind of reminded him of a, a late night talk show theme song, like uh, on Saturday Night Live or something like that. And and so he he maybe he, he said he kind of approached it a little bit like that where he was, uh, you know, kind of like, um, um, well, just with, with the way he plays drums, it's got that kind of energy that you'd hear on a t on a late night show like that. And so I thought that was pretty cool that, that he picked that up. That that's kind of what this this tune's supposed to be like. So um, we went, like I said, in that we uh, just went into the studio and recorded it. And uh, and then when I mixed it down, I also added Barry Sachs because I, I decided I wanted to have, besides just the trumpet and the second alto part, I wanted to thicken up the line just a little bit, and I added Barry Sachs in it. I also did experiment with adding Barry Sachs through a wah-wah pedal uh, doubled up on the uh, on the bass line, but it sounded terrible, so I took that out. And, and um, you know, that's a lot of times I think that's uh, something you got to be able to do is, like, spend... Um, an hour or so adding something that you think will work and then listen back and just understand that it didn't work and just throw it out and not worry about all the time you wasted um, adding that part because you thought it would work. So, But other than that, there really wasn't much done on this track. All the the, the solos are live and, and uh, everything else is pretty much just, um, you know, we went through and played it and we were done. So here is In the Summer Times off of my album Funk 204 and you can get it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, um, pretty much anywhere that you get music, it's out there now. Here it is.
Thanks for checking out my Look What I Made podcast. You can listen to more of my music at my website, kpikemusic.com. That's K-P-I-K-E-M-U-S-I-C.com. Or do a search for Kevin Pike Music, and you'll find my music on YouTube, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, CD Baby, and of course, kpikemusic.com. <laughs>